0: Hey guys, hey, 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 welcome to the first live episode of Dear Single Mom Podcast. Super cool. Let me go. Okay, now I can see the live. Okay, there we go. I can see it now. Hey guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you come in, drop in the comments. Tell me where you're from, where you're tuning in from and go ahead and share this on your page. Invite a friend, tag a friend, tag another single mom or just a friend in general. Tonight is going to be really, really good. It's going to be good. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Drop in the comments where you're tuning in from. Give everybody a few minutes to come in. And I'm going to introduce our guests for tonight. Hey, Gia, thanks for tuning in. Share this, invite a friend, tag a friend. It's going to get good. It's going to be great. I'm super, super duper excited. Who else is that? Where are you guys watching from? I see it's three people on. Where are you guys watching from, tuning in from? Let me know in the comments. okay all right guys so i'm gonna go ahead and get started thank you guys so much for joining we have about four people on but we're gonna go ahead and get started and rock this thing going out as you guys join in um and even when you catch this as a replay just comment below where you're tuning in from um or any questions that you may have afterwards um and we'll just answer and um, answer them. Um, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. So tonight, I have two special women with me on tonight that I am going to introduce and bring them on onto the live. Super duper excited to hear their wisdom um, because they have older boys. I still, my boy is only one, so I'm definitely have my notes ready um, to listen and soak up the wisdom. So our first guest is Misha Davis. This is her second time on the show. Super duper excited. So she is a single mom of two beautiful children, Uriah, who is 18. That's her son. And Nevaeh, who is 14 and two far babies. She is the founder of Sisters in SIS, S I S, a women's ministry geared towards supporting, encouraging, and inspiring other women in faith. She holds a Master of Science degree in Human Services with a specialization in Social and Community Services and is currently pursuing a doctoral degree in Public Health. In her spare time, she enjoys traveling, photography, crafting, and relaxing on the beaches in Florida where she currently resides. Misha's daily inspirations, words of encouragement, And affirmations originate from her personal testimonies, experiences with love and relationships, failures, battles, and triumphs. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me give a virtual welcome to, all right, let me see. Misha! Oh, hold on, wait, I have to unmute you. Oh, no, I think they can already see you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's all right ah,
0: Misha everybody that's all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, like this it's my okay. first one it's and okay I am going <laughs> to introduce Reese <laughs> her name is Reese, her nickname is Reese but everybody calls her Shaquilla on the surface, Shaquilla Reese Johnson is an accomplished registered nurse with over 20 years' experience in geatrics, psych, and med surge in the medical field. To know Reese, she is more than what's on the surface. Reese was pregnant in her senior year in high school and still managed to graduate. Not many people do that. Not knowing what was ahead of her and thinking her life was over when she found out she was pregnant. At the age of 18 in high school, Reese did not let being young and pregnant hinder her from being the best mother she could be, but also making her want to accomplish her goals as a registered nurse. Reese became a single mother when her son, when her son turned three and raised him by herself with the help of God, family, and friends. It was many bumps in the road being a single mother, but no matter what, Reese kept her faith and raised an awesome young man. Reese's son graduated from high school class of 2019 with a 3.0 GPA. Wow. No criminal record. Wow. And is currently serving our country in the United States Army. He is stationed in California and is private first class comeback, right? Combs. Combs. Okay. I never heard that before. When the world told me I couldn't raise a successful black son, I showed them I could. Wow, wow, wow! Ladies and gentlemen, help me give me a virtual welcome to Reese and Misha Davis. I'm super excited. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining and for coming on the show um, and just being, you know, open to this experience. Um, I wanted to do this episode or just have this discussion um just simply because um with what's going on in the world um right now with you know our black boys black men being targeted um as, as targets pretty much um and i believe that the world Has this perspective that men can't come out and be successful when they're being raised by single mothers, and so I wanted to come on and just um, put that stigma in the back, put that stigma all the way um, in the back, and so. We're just gonna go ahead and just jump right in. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, comment below where you're tuning in from. Any questions you may have, but get ready for your notes. Um, to get ready to take notes. Um, so just you know, um, Misha, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with Reese because we're kind of we're a little bit familiar with you. Reese, so tell us a little bit about your story and your testimony. Um, as a single mother raising a son.
2: Um, It was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I said it was easy. Um, Like I say, um, I got pregnant my senior year in high school. Um, It was hard because my grandparents are I, my grandmother was an evangelist and my grandfather is a preacher. So telling mm-hmm. my mom was already hard because the look that she felt that it would look like. So um, me and my mom relationship are not close. It was it was before I became pregnant with my son. But that definitely affected it also. But that's the love of her life now. Mm -hmm. so um she thought that I was not gonna graduate from high school I've always books came easy to me I love school I always excelled in school but unfortunately my downside was that I also like boys you know Mm -hmm. I was young and you know I'm not gonna say my son was a mistake um I could have waited but I didn't um I found that I was pregnant actually for appointment that I was going to get on birth control for with my mom That's how we found out I was pregnant. I knew I was pregnant, but I just didn't know how to tell her. So when I found out, when she found out I was five months pregnant, I was tiny. So you really couldn't tell that I was pregnant, but I knew I was pregnant. So when I did find out, um, I did miss a lot of school because I was sick a lot while I was pregnant. Um, So in order for me to graduate, I had to make a 98 on my freshman comp exam, the English 4 exam. Um, I I passed it with a hundred. I was able to walk. And back then, when I was in school, they shunned upon it. Now, like when girls get pregnant, it's it seemed like the, the it thing to do. But when I was in school, it was like, oh, you know, you a disgrace. They talked about me, and not only that, it was by an older guy that was ten years older than me. So on top of me being pregnant by an older guy, but also being in high school and you know females, he had me in drama with other females, and. Yeah the issues at home i went through a, a heavy depression during my my pregnancy so uh-huh. it wasn't that i did not want my son but it just was that it was very hard on me you know not knowing having people to turn to and not knowing how people was going to receive me being pregnant in high school and like i say it, it was shunned fun then yeah but through it all i actually did graduate um i had my son and he is like the highlight of my life now um I did I got my CNA license when I was 18. I was oh, CNA wow. years. Mm-hmm. I then went on and graduated from the LPN program in 2009, mm-hmm. 2005, and then in 2009 I received my RN. So
0: Ooh, I literally wow. started
2: from the bottom and made it to the top. <laughs> like yeah. I, said, I actually did do that. But it was it was a struggle. Um it wasn't easy raising my son, but I I did do it. Um, his dad was in and out his life but for the most part he wasn't there um financially mentally and it affected my son also you know he he struggled because his dad has other kids that he's very active in his life but not in my son's life Mm -hmm. so it kind of looked at like you know what did i do wrong you know why he's not in my life but he he and my brothers and sisters like right Um, i always knew his dad i always promoted that i always wanted him to have a relationship but you know you can't make people be in a child's life you know and once my son got older and we had some serious conversations and the children know, that was my biggest thing is that my son, like I felt like I could financially give him everything in the world, and that would make up for the relationship with his dad, but it didn't. He always wanted a relationship with his dad. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't care about me being able to buy him all these shoes, clothes, games, whatever. He wanted his dad. Yeah. And I, he taught me that it's more than just financial. It's love that he wanted. And they grew up and they realized that like I worried like, you know, he going to feel like, you know, I was a failure because his dad wasn't there. But he actually had to talk with me and told me, like, Mama, I see what you do. I saw the struggle. I saw you working at three jobs. I saw you making ends meet. I saw you up late. I saw you trying to go to school and do that. And I didn't realize he did re- do that until he was 16. And we actually had a sit-down talk. And he told me, like, I know what you do. I know my dad is not there. You don't have to, you know, do all that. Because, I mean, I was still doing Father's Day cards for his dad all that stuff, trying to make up, buying Christmas gifts, putting his name on it. And he was like, Mama, you don't have to do that. I know. He don't talk to me. He don't come see me. I know. Oh, so wow. that, My son actually taught me, you know, how to cope with being a single parent myself. because For a long time, I thought myself, like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, why this man ain't in my child life? But he taught me to not only grasp the accent of, this is what it is. You, you know, you raised me by yourself. It don't make excuses for it. It is what it is. So once, once he told me that he realized that, and I was cone it made my life easier and his mm-hmm.
1: life
2: because he fought his stuff to why his dad wasn't in his life and when he I mean, it took us a, a triple way for us to sit down and have a real great. My downside is that I feel like I wish when my son was younger I would have these conversations that we having now.
1: Mm.
2: I feel like I'm not saying yeah. I waited too late, but he had the conversation with me because I would always hide away or shun upon this conversation like you know, you know, I'm doing this by myself, but. In the end, the children realize it. They realize, yeah, they it. do. And the, the main thing that my son, like I say, growing up, his issue was, his, was why, why his dad wasn't there. And once he realized that it wasn't him, it wasn't me, I think it was better for him to cope and deal with it.
0: Okay, wow, wow, wow. Something key that I think that you really say. You said that you guys had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that many young men are missing those conversations.
2: I hid from it. I mean, Nisha was yeah. like because I hid for for like I say, my son was 16. Mm-hmm. He'll be 20 in October. But I literally, it was recent for us that I I mean I, I would tell her like I thought myself, like I made excuses, and you know, and she told me she was like, We as women. We have to stop making excuses. I mean, it is what it is, and no. we give these men too much credit. We 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 put too much on them. It's kind of like we putting them on a pedestal and acknowledging them when we need to take credit for ourselves. Like we doing this, do it, and you know, put your big girl panties on. And let um, the situation is here now. Yeah, you know, we can't make excuses we cannot make them. And once I realized that, it seemed like it was a burden off my chest. Like, no. oh my God, I can do this. I have been doing this. I'm not gonna worry whether he's there or not, and I'm gonna do what I got to do. Right. My son actually notice that i mean they grow up to know you know he doesn't disrespect his dad or anything like that but Mm -hmm. i don't make him have to deal with him if he don't want to deal with him you don't have to deal with him that's something that that, that they're gonna have to deal with but now i don't push it i don't say nothing and he's a good guy and he he tells me often he was like you know because i always tell him i want grandbabies now and he was like mama one thing i do know when you do get them i'm not gonna be like my dad was to me they they realize and that makes them that he says that
0: wow yeah wow Wow, Misha, can you tell us a little bit about your story and your testimony?
1: So I uh, was a freshman in college um, and at 20, I found out that I was pregnant and I knew immediately that I was gonna be a single parent raising the baby on my own. Um, and so uh, kind of like Re, or Reece, um my mom was just devastated when I got pregnant um, and one of the things that she told me and not a lot of people know that these words actually came from my mom and this is not to bash or to shame but yeah. it is what it is we just gonna be honest about it but she told me that I would not finish college um, because I had a baby and so um, I was also told that I could abort it if I wanted to I was and I never even thought Twice about having an abortion because I knew that I was gonna, you know, have this baby, and yeah. so I did. So at 21, um, child, ain't have a lick of sense, <laughs> I've had this baby child. And I didn't know when I got this little person and I'm like, I don't even know what to do with you. I don't even know. Like I still don't understand how you really got here. I mean, I do, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and I just I just really had to step up to the plate. So, you know, at 21, I had him. um, And like I said, I knew I was going to be a single parent the moment I got pregnant because it was it was clear. And so kind of like Reese. Well, I, I did it a little bit different than Reese because um, I did not. I wasn't forcing. I wasn't begging. I'm not going to plead. I want my check. But if you don't, don't want to be there, then I'm not going to force you to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to beg you because here's my thing. As a mom, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to take care of my child. As a man and as a dad, you should have that same mindset. Yeah. And, and, and but if you don't, I can't, that's nothing that I can give you, and I can't make you be there for your child. So, you know, it is what it is. I had the conversation early on with my son when he was just kind of able to understand. And um, I never bashed because I feel like you know, you are who you are. They will see that at some point. You know, whether I'm, you know, Reese said she was signing Father's Day cards and his name. I'm not doing all of that because I, I don't have to. Um, and Reese thank God you saw, you know, I'm not going to keep on doing this because he, they are who they are. It's not to bash them. You don't have to say anything bad about them. You don't have to bash them. Um, but you, you should always have an honest conversation with your child. And mm-hmm. that was something that I did early on. And one of the seeds that I planted early on, it is not your fault. Your yeah. biological father wants no wants nothing to do with you. That yeah. ain't got to do with you. That's on him <laughs> because what I did not want, I did not want my son to grow up feeling and believing that it was something wrong with him. Yeah. So I I tried my best to destroy that fault early on. And I did. And so what the absent father did for me, my son saw that as, I don't want to be that way.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: In every sense of the word. He did not want to be like that. And mm-hmm. so I told him that's, that's the point I've been trying to make this whole time. You've seen me struggle. You've seen me go without to make sure you have, that's what a mom does. That's what a dad does. And yeah. so that was what I, He's He just turned uh, 19 on the -hmm. 1st. But we had a conversation probably about four months ago. And um, one of the things he said to me was, I'm glad I'm not like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I said, bingo, because that's been the lesson this whole time. So that's just a little bit of my story.
0: Wow. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing that. So both of you guys are dealing with the same situation or dealt with the same situations where the fathers were um, you know, sort of absent. So what what can you speak to or how can you encourage that single mom that's going through the same thing? Hence me. My son's father is like absentee. It's like, wow. Okay. We're going to do this. Okay. But again, like you, Misha, I knew that when I got pregnant, I, knew I, I already knew it, yep. but I just prepare myself, but it's still to the fact of, to the point of well, what can you do? or right, How can you encourage that single mother? Because sometimes it's hard. It's hard get yep. a, a single mother and it makes it twice as hard when you don't even have that support, especially mm-hmm. financially or physically or whatever the case may be. It's hard. So what is
2: it? And see, in my situation, I think it was hard on my son because his dad was absent, but he had seven a pop up. So my th- mm-hmm. I think I put we would have just better if he just stayed away. Like, that coming and going, coming and going, I think that was, I'm not going to say damaging to my son and me, but it, it kind of, it hurt, you know, it, it put a damper, because it's like, don't play with my, I'm grown, you know, I, I know how to get on my knees and pray, and, and and but don't put that on him, where you come and go, come and go. Yeah. That's what I think hurt my son the most, where he would be like, well, you know, and when he got old, he was like, I just, I don't even want him to come, like, don't just come, but when you come, leave, come, leave, and that. It, it hurts the children, you know, and that's what I was so upset, and I was trying and trying and trying, because it was like, you know, it's hard when you come, then you disappear. Come, then you disappear. Then you come, and just don't come. I think I could have coped and dealt with stuff a lot better if he just didn't come, but my advice, I thank God, I'm deep spiritual, so I know it wasn't nothing but God that saw me through. I was I yeah. time where I, I literally thought, I was going to break. Um, I do thank God for Misha. The irony of this all is that Misha and my son are best friends. Oh, wow. So the irony of all of this, um, so, and I thank God that he found Uriah too, because Uriah is very strong. And he, he believe it or not, my son looks up to Uriah. So, my oh, oldest, wow. But he looks up to Uriah. So I just thank God he found somebody that not only has a lot in common with him, but also helped him and it's a positive person in his life so that's the irony of all of this is that they're best friends
0: wow <laughs>
2: my advice to a single mother is stay strong the curves are gonna come the bumps is gonna come and if you have a spiritual sense your bible and god like i say these walls have seen plenty of tears but i thank god i thank god and i know how to pray i did nothing else i thank god for that because I don't think I could have made it. That was my saving grace. I do think my spiritual life was very much these. And it don't stop when they get older because he's in mm-hmm. Cali and I still, I'm, honey, <laughs> I mean, I still go through it, you know, because I miss him. And I felt like, you know, he, he kind of left me right out of high school. So, you know, definitely with what's going on in the world, not being able to get to him when I can. I, I worry, pray. Even more, you know, because I, you know, I feel like I've equipped him, but like you say, this world is very dangerous, you know. Yeah. No matter what age, I feel like they are babies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My advice is prayer is what kept me strong.
0: Prayer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Misha, what do you have to say about
1: encouraging? I know I'm. I'm totally going off subject right now. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, my advice to single moms raising children alone is this. When you got pregnant, God already knew that you were going to be a single mom. It didn't come to a surprise to him. Um, However, you know, the child came about. None of that matters because, you know, they're here. And so when you went home with that baby, God already knew, look, the dad ain't going to be there, but I'm here. And I think that's where we we miss it a lot of times because we so want the dad to be in the life. We want the dad to be involved. We want our child to have a father. But I think as Christian women, we fail to realize sometimes that God is the ultimate father. And yeah. as long as we are depending on Christ and raising our children according to the word of God, then that's where your strength should come from. That's what you have to hold on to. And you have to continuously pour into your children and teach them you know the way that they're supposed to go so it's not by you know i think we get so hung up sometimes on one of the dad there and i think sometimes a lot of that hurt um is rejection we feel rejected you know because we were good we were sleeping together everything was fine and i got pregnant and all of a sudden you know, I'm not good enough to to for you to be here for your child. I'm not good enough for you to be here for me. So I think that's a hurt that we have to get over. Mm-hmm. But it ha- doesn't have to be a hurt that our children carry. Yeah. Uh, so Christ is 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 the advice that I give. Get grounded in Christ and uh, and let God lead and guide you with raising your children.
2: Wow. And communication. Wow.
1: Definitely. Yes, Lord. Um, that's and I just want I know we kind of off script, but I just want to hit on one. No, no, you're fine. Um, because um, Reese hit on it. What? Oh, my goodness. I don't went. I drew a blank. Um, oh shoot. I, it'll come back to me.
2: Yeah, talks oh, with you. If I with my that's my big if I had a regret with what I did with my son, definitely like you should say, have them early. Adam talks early. I wish yeah. I would though so, set my son down and constantly told him this this it's not about you, it's not your fault, you know. But we're gonna do what we got to do, we're that's gonna do it, it. Yeah. But I wish I would have said it earlier. That's that's my biggest regret. Yeah.
1: Recy, she just took me back. Sorry, Clarion, but I did want to yeah, because Reese said that she allowed her son's dad to come, and the inconsistency is what hurt. I was determined, listen. If you're not gonna be there full time and be there the way you need to be there, then don't come at all. Because I did not want my son to think that that was normal. One minute you're here,
0: yeah. um, six
1: months later you're gone. Then you know you want to come back a year later. Mm-mm, you don't get to do mine like that. Yeah. So my thing is, if you can't be a consistent part of a child's life, and you're and you know you're not ready, then don't come at all because children need consistency. They need to yeah. see that you're going to always be there and not just be there when you want to come lay up with my mama or not just be there when you mad at your girlfriend. Now you're trying to play the get back game. So you want to come, yeah. you know, no, we're not doing that. You're going to be there or you're not going to be there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I want to um, share this scripture. It says in um, 1 Thessalonians 5 Um chapter verses 16, 17, and 18, it says rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Um, I wanted to share that scripture. Um In all circumstances, it doesn't just say, Oh, in the great circumstances, rejoice always. No, in bad circumstances, and when that father is saying, Hey, he's not going to do nothing, or Hey, he's not going to come see the child, rejoice, pray continuously, continuously give thanks. I'm telling you, one of the deepest things. That you can do is in even in that situation, and even for myself, I'm even speaking to myself. When you get that text, like, oh, no, I ain't got it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, oh, no. um, I'll come see him this time and this time. And, you know, they're not going to really show up. Rejoice always. God, I thank you for their life. I thank you for their destiny. I thank you that you are transforming them and molding them. And that will immediately it won't put you in a place of bitterness. And where you're not hardening your heart. Now, I'm not saying be easy. Now, now the Bible also talks about following the laws of the land. If that man not doing what he's supposed to do, you as a mother need to do what you're supposed to do. Don't, don't let people tell you that you can't go do that. The Bible specifically talks about following that. If he's not doing it, you have to do what you have to do because it's bigger than you. Mm -hmm. As a mother is bigger than you as a woman, this child still needs things. This child still needs the provision um, for certain things. So I just wanted to share that, but still rejoice always um, in all things. So, you know, with just everything that is going on right now um, in the world. um, And one of the biggest things I think that can probably really answer all of these questions Ultimately, it's just trusting God. Yes. But ultimately, because you guys have um, adult kids, they're they're adult kids. So with everything that's going on in the world right now, what, how do you deal with that? Your son says, "Hey, mom, I'm getting ready to go out." Reese, your son is in California. Like, how do you mind that? I mean, because there's some women who out here who are very fearful. I mean, yeah. let, let's let be honest. I mean, it's real. We can't, you know, downplay with what's going on. What what do you say to her? You know, or even somebody with a young child that's like, man, or somebody better yet, or even somebody who doesn't even want to have kids or doesn't even want to have a son because they're that afraid because of what's going on in the world.
2: First of all, you know, God don't give us uh, fear so that's my first thing so i mm-hmm. i could me personally um i try to use the word fear when it comes to my son but i do worry and mm-hmm. i know he don't give us that either but i just say you know i've equipped him the best i know how i i i, I played the cards that was dealt with me and it's still in him we went to church we prayed i didn't force him to go every time the church doors was open but i thank god when he do call me he said mom i prayed last night so wow yeah I, that's good if we, we train them up like the bible say they're they gonna stay there and i, I just i keep him covered i slang my oil i go mm-hmm. in his room i, I call it at my prayer room and i touch his stuff i touch his shoes and you know ask god wherever they fit I, I pray a lot and i just feel like that gives me my peace because we have to let our children go and unfortunately mm-hmm. we have to let them go in this cool world and i just feel like me personally i've equipped them and done the best i could i know with what i had and I feel like he's going to make mistakes. Um, I just feel like he can recover from the mistakes when he make them because that's a part of being human because I've made many. Yeah. But I just feel like I, I just keep him uplifted in prayer and they got to live their life. You know? I would go crazy if I worried about him, especially mine, because mm. I was very overprotective of him. So when he left to go that far, and I thank God it's still in the States because it was going to be Korea or somewhere else, so I say I thank God for his covering because it could have been somewhere else in a war zone. Yeah, and I thank God that he did send him in the states and he is actually training people getting ready for war and his friends, that, but he's not going.
0: Wow, so yeah,
2: he, it's that's a different story, but I just, um, I thank God, like I said, and for people like me, my life that when I am going through it, I can call somebody that is gonna give it to me, blood raw. I, I do think you need that one person in your life that, hey, I ain't you yeah. to hold it. You know, she don't sugarcoat it with me. She just say this is, and Messy. she don't call me, you know, text you next week and you're going to either like it or not, but this is how, you know, I'm going to give it to you. And I thank God yeah. for people like this. Some people can't mm-hmm. take that, but I, me personally, mm-hmm. I need that sometimes.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, me by myself and, hey, convict me. <laughs> so, right, I yeah. thank God for people like her, you know, because she has helped me a lot with, like I say, teenagers can be very hard. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes we want them toddlers back, but these teenagers can make you push the buttons. So, yeah. I thank God for somebody like her in my life and being able to you know you know get close to her you know spiritually yeah. you know as a mother you know raising mm-hmm. a boy so she's helped me but i think just prayer you know we got to let him go we can't shut him
0: yeah
2: i wish mine was right beside me but yeah <laughs> he, he wants to go off and and he does you know he he's a little social butterfly where he's at and he hangs mm-hmm. out but you know like i said i just tell him hey you of age, you know, you do something wrong, you can't go to jail, and you know, I just tell him, you know, and he follows the news, so I'm not, and he, we we talk about news stuff, you know, what's yeah. going on with black males, and I like that too. Yeah. You know? And he, yeah. he acknowledged that it is an issue, and I just tell him first, you know, you do what people say, I'm not there to get to you quick, and you know, you follow directions, and you know, be safe wherever you go, but wow, yeah. there's people that don't like him because of the color of his skin, but that's yeah. just
0: have to deal
1: with a supreme world wow misha what about you um i i I believe we can't control the world we can't control people we can't change anything about how ugly this world is Uh, but what we can do is teach our children how to be respectful teach them how to be kind and courteous teach them how to love people Um, And just pour into our children. So when they do go out, they know how to act. They know how, um, you know, how to treat others. They know how to stay away from the foolishness and the nonsense. They know how to do all those things. Um, I know, you know, people are fearful right now, especially moms with black sons when they go out. Yeah. um, I thank God mine is like a real homebody and a true introvert. So, so, but there are times when he, when he wants to go and um, I don't necessarily worry. Um, I just always ask God to cover, cover them, cover him, cover my, cover my daughter. Um, And, you know, me and him have talks and, uh, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, you know what I've talked to, you know what I've raised to go out there and like you got some sense and don't let nobody call me. And don't yeah. <laughs> shame me because I taught you better than that. Yeah. You know, and you're going to laugh and say, Oh, mama, you know, I ain't going out there to do nothing. I'm like, I know, but, you know, I just want him to know when you're not, when you're away from me, I want you to remember everything that I've taught you, remember all of our conversations. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're out there and you get tried or somebody, you know, says something to you off the wall, don't pop off, you know, keep it moving. So I just think we have to, um, We can't be fearful. We have to let them go. Like Reese said, we got to let them grow up. We got to let them make mistakes because they're going to do that. Um, And the biggest thing is to just make sure that we always keep them covered in prayer. And even though I have adult children, you know, I still pour it. Well, I only have one adult children. I got one who thinks she's an adult. I have to beat it down. Um, But we still have to always pour into our children. Even though he's 19, I'm still trying to teach him you know, just from my own personal experiences. And I think, you know, just being able to share our um, failures and being able to even share our successes is is what helps them, you know, be better and helps them to to do better in life.
0: Wow, yeah. So respect and authority, Mm -hmm. prayer, Mm -hmm. um, still pouring into them and just having... That communication, that open line of communication that, I mean, I don't know. What what are those conversations like? Because, I, I mean, for a single mother who has no idea on what to say and who doesn't want to instill fear in her son but still give her son the truth, like, hey, son, there are, it's a target on your back. I'm sorry, how did that conversation go? And what is something you can say without instilling this
1: fear of authoritative figures at
0: the same time?
1: One of the things that me and my son have talked about, um, because I do not believe that all cops are bad cops. Yeah. I, I do believe that there are some corrupt cops in this world. And I think, you know, they're being exposed. And I pray the Lord continues to expose them. But I don't teach my son, like, you know, that all cops are bad cops. I don't teach him um, to go out and if you see a cop, just immediately start popping off, you know, because I don't want you to do that either. Um, but the conversation is, hey, if you get pulled over, you ain't got to start popping off. Don't start mouthing off because to me, it's it's not necessary. Yeah. you, know, you get pulled over, if you ask me for your ID, give it to him. If you want to run your tag, give it to them. Because one, you ain't in no trouble. That's number one. Number two, you ain't got no criminal record. You've never been in jail before. So what's to fear? There's no fear yeah. there. Um, and we've also had the conversation, hey, if you're out and you don't feel comfortable, call me. Because we live in a small town. I'm there in like two seconds. What's going on? What's the deal? Yeah. So, you know, we just have to teach them. And and when you say respect authority, um. People hear that and they automatically it's just I think to some they hear, oh, well, if they would just um, if they just would have complied or if you just comply. Um, And I don't like that narrative because whether you have a good cop or a bad cop, if I have a bad cop who's, you know, just coming with the foolishness. I'm complying because, you know, I'm getting out of my car. I'm complying because I'm on the ground. I'm complying because he put the handcuffs on me. Uh-huh. And I don't know why he's putting cuffs on me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the tough, you know, conversations you have to have what you do. And I think it's important that we teach our children not just um, kingdom laws. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the world, but we're not of the world. People use that. But my thing, and that is the truth. We are first kingdom citizens. But we're still on the earth and so we still have to obey the laws of the land we still have to be respectful of you know government officials and police you know officials we have to be respectful but we also need to teach our children the laws of the land so what do you do when you get pulled over and you don't feel comfortable do you just stand there and take it or do you call somebody do you call another police officer so we have to teach our children that type of thing so they're educated enough to know because a lot of these corrupt yeah. cops they bank on the fact that our children don't know don't no know. yeah and yeah. they bank on the fact that our children are ignorant to the law so let's yeah. not keep them ignorant to the law let's teach them the law early teach them what their rights are so if they ever encounter some foolishness from a from a, a corrupt cop
2: they are they know
1: what to do and they kind of know how to handle themselves.
0: Yeah wow yeah yeah that's really good um,
2: I like what Misha's saying because actually my son is switching his um his job in the military to be a military police. So he actually has been reading a lot about the laws too. So and we constantly have these conversations too because he just brought a car. So I'm like, okay, so when you get stopped, if you get stopped, you know, you know how to conduct yourself. So we do scenarios because I'm not going to say that's a worry of mine by him being so far, because I'm like, Misha, I can't get to mine. <laughs> it's going to take a little <laughs> bit. <beginning> yeah. <laughs> so I, I did, you know, he did exchange phone numbers to, you know, mentors that he has. So, if, you know, anything, if I'm concerned, I can call him. So that assures me, because I say Callie ain't skipping a skip heart for me. But mm-hmm. I can say he's been reading more about laws because of what's going on in the world. And I also tell him that, too. I want you to educate yourself on what you can and cannot do. But at the end of the day, like you say, be respectful. That's why I highlight on that. Be respectful Mm and don't flip off at the mouth, you know. No sudden nothing. Just, you know, listen to them, you know, but also know what your rights are, too. So I do harp that with him, too. Like, know, know, get into some books and read, you know. Know what you can and cannot do and what they can and cannot do. Because I I agree. I think a lot of these situations, a lot of them think we are ignorant to the laws. Unfortunately, I hate to use that word, ignorant, but I think that's why they act the way they act sometimes because they feel we don't know.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's a quote by Malcolm X. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. A quote that he said, if you want to hide something from a Negro, put it in a book. There you go. Put it in a book. And I, I definitely agree that that's where we lost touch. We stopped. Yeah. Yes. reading and we stopped mm-hmm. finding yeah. out and reading that that knowledge because they know um that we wouldn't know wow man this is really good so just you know to can continue for um a little bit for that uh i kind of wanted to touch on this and i, I know i kind of asked before but what about that woman that doesn't want to have kids at all? Is is there something you can share with her to still encourage her? Uh, um I mean, because now the Bible talks about being fruitful and multiply, but this lady, this woman just does not want to have kids and is scared out of her wits to have kids, let alone a son.
2: Now, what is she scared of? To have kids, like right? just with society today, or
0: mm-hmm. with what's going on in the world, um, just the culture—you know, changes are coming. We're, you know, we're seeing some change, thank God. But with just everything that's going on in the world right now, she's like, "No, I'm not going to have kids for my kid to possibly be a target and get shot and killed or die, and just not from the cops, just even." Just being on the streets, people just get shot and die by walking down the street. We saw that with Trayvon Martin. So even just in that case, what what can you say to her? Because I'm pretty sure there's some women out there who are like, man, I'm not having kids. with what's going on in the world today.
2: I think children are beautiful, personally. And mm-hmm. um, I never regretted my son. Um, I was hurtful of the situation. Mm-hmm. But he, he totally changed my life for the best. I tell you, the the Reese that stands before you is is a lot of it is for God and Kaheen Combs, my son. I I really dedicate myself to him because I honestly don't know where I'll be. The joy, the tears, all of that, I I embrace it. And I love it. I love being a mother. Um, I feel like it's one of my my best accomplishments is being his mother. So I don't regret it. Um, I just think that's a personal choice. I mean... Even when I had my son in, in 2000, I mean, it was other stuff that I worried about, you know, financially and other stuff, but I don't regret him. I mean, when I look at him, it's like, I mean, I miss him not being able to laugh with him, not being in the house, with me, not hearing his game. I miss, you know, I miss that. And I think, you know, every woman should experience motherhood. I really do. If I had a personal choice, I think every woman should, because he changed me for the best. Yeah. That's my. I, I I would tell her not to be fearful, because whether you have kids or not, because she could be killed. You know, yeah, yeah, women are dying, black women are dying too. She could be killed, so I mean, I I love being able to have a piece of me on this earth,
0: you know, Mm because that's what I feel like my
2: son, you know. Yeah, wow, Nisha, did you have a
1: a response to that? So, I've never not wanted to have kids, Mm
0: um,
1: because you know, when I was little, I used to always say, Well, I'm not gonna do this when I become a mom, or I'm not gonna be, you know, do that when I become a mom. Um, so I've never not wanted kids, but I do understand, you know, I don't want to say I understand the fear, but I do, I understand the fear of having a child because to me, this world is very ugly. Um, and it's almost like it it gets uglier and uglier by the, by the year. Um, but to be so fearful to the point to say, you don't want children, I say to each its own. But when you describe the fear, it almost sounds like bondage. And mm-hmm. the one thing that we should never do is allow the enemy to, to keep out, to keep us bound in our minds and in our hearts and in our emotions, you know, because of fear. Um, and, I, and I do believe that fear is, is very real. And I think, you know, to some people, once they get that feeling, like they can't shake it for nothing. Um, but that's when you talked about it and I was listening, it sounds like it's almost like bondage. And, and mm-hmm. anytime we're bound by something, it's not, it's not a good thing. Um, so she doesn't want kids. Hey, you know, sis, don't have them, child, keep your coins Cause you know, when you get them all your money, go to them. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Every dime child. But, um, but if she doesn't want them, Hey, you know, don't have them. But I would say if you want to experience, if she wants to experience motherhood, um, and she's allowing this this fear to stop her. I think she needs to deal with the fear first and then go from there. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's really good to um share the scripture pertaining to that. Um I really feel like that's going to be a female that's going to watch this is going to that's like that. Um In Psalms 127, chapter 127, verses three, it says children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from him. So even in the midst of it doesn't say in marriage. Now, don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot better that way. Okay, (laughs) it's a lot better that way. But even if you do. And that's the route that you decide to go. It doesn't say, oh, because, oh, because you didn't have your kids. Um, and because you didn't have your kids um, in marriage, that they're not a heritage from the Lord. That no matter the circumstances, or no matter how they were conceived, or how they were born, or brought into this world, they're still a heritage from the Lord. I um, mean, still a blessing. So, regardless, and a heritage. The definition of heritage, if I'm not mistaken, means something, an inheritance, long lasting, a lineage, something that God is going to take with you and keep you for forever. So it's not just something, oh, children are heritage from the Lord. So even by you having kids, your kids having kids, your kids' kids having kids, it's a heritage, it's a lineage down the road. And we're all descendants of Abraham. And so just with that, you can study that on your own for those who are watching. But just with that, no matter the circumstances, there's still a blessing from the Lord. And I think that just what I know I can personally take away from this discussion is that at the end of the day, ultimately, we have to trust God with our kids. Yes. Because ultimately, still at the end of the day, they belong to God. Right. Regardless, you know, we were just used as a vessel to raise them and to, you know, bring them up in the way of the Lord so that they won't depart. But we were just vessels. We we are just simply vessels. And I think that that is something that's very important and key to always give your kids back and trust your kids and your children with the Lord. Regardless, continuously pray over them, continuously covering them and during these days and time have communication with them about their father. If the father is not present, um, or, you know, just having that communication with them with what's going on in the world. But the ultimate thing, I can't stress this enough. Trust God with your kids and pray, yes. pray, pray, pray there are so many things that the realm of prayer and just even fasting can break that we can't do as mothers we we, we just can't we, we can't handle certain things and so just even in that realm um, I just wanted to um, say that man wow thank you ladies this was really good and very um very very needful very needful. Um, with what's going on in the world today
1: um, thank you ladies so much you're welcome um, I appreciate you for inviting me for the second time thank you guys <laughs> I told y'all I was going to bring you back you did
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much um, did you guys have anything else you
1: wanted to share or to leave I did just mm-hmm. one little thing Yeah, because you really hit on it Psalms 127 and 3 how it talks mm-hmm. about children are a gift Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I, I I encourage you know parents to do, um, because children are gifts and because we are supposed to be a good steward over everything mm-hmm. that God gives us, then we have to be a good steward over our children as well. And yeah. a lot of times I think we try to we try to buy, like Lisa said he was trying to, you know, buy for the baby. Um, but children need us to pour into them. Mm-hmm. And when I say pour, we should be. Pouring into them what I love With our affection We should be pouring into them Hey listen, I didn't do it right So let me teach you how to do it So you don't do what I've done And we should want our children to be better um, Than even what we You know, what we've done and what we've accomplished So being a good steward Over our children, raise them right Teach them the right things And teach them ultimately that Hey listen, you belong to God first Yeah, and if you want to be successful, if you want, you know, something out of life, you got to first live for God. So just my two cents. I'm going to step on that and be quiet. Because I'll be free in a minute. I felt it. No, <laughs> that was really good.
2: I just want to say is that um, being a single parent is not bad, like I say. I feel like I'm a whole testimony out here. And if I can say somebody else. You know, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And mm-hmm. you know, my favorite quote what Misha say, hey, the world told me I couldn't, but I did. Watch, watch yeah. that. That to me speaks volumes. So it can be done. Is it isn't hard, but it can be done.
0: Wow. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, so much. Um, Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: Misha, can you. <laughs> girl i know you're not
2: <laughs> what she about to do i sort
1: of ask the prayers
2: away <laughs> yes
1: i knew it all right so i appreciate um everybody for joining in And Father God, we just come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to share our testimony, to be able to share the goodness of your glory, of your grace, of your mercy. We thank you, God, for our children. We thank you, God, for every mother, every single mother, because We can relate to all mothers, God. And so I just ask God that every woman that listened in, every woman that will tune in, whether she's a single mom, whether she's married, uh, whether she's engaged, God, I just pray that our words, that our testimony, that our uh, experiences will reach them. I pray, God, that this podcast will be a blessing to many, to the masses. I pray, God, that you will bless Clarion. I pray that you will continue, God, to... Uh, expand her ministry, that you will continue to bring the women that need to hear uh, what she has to say, that need to hear the stories and the testimonies of other women. I pray that you will bless her, that you will bless her family, that you will cover every single mother, that you will cover these children, God, that you will allow your spirit, Lord, just to be poured out, God, in this hour. I pray, Lord, that all of our children will turn to you and will worship you and will praise you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for every blessing. We thank you, God, for every failure, God. We know, Jesus, that all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and who are called according to your purpose god we are called according to your purpose Mm -hmm. jesus so we pray god that we will continue to walk it out Mm -hmm. by faith in jesus name i pray amen
0: amen amen Amen. well thank you guys so much for tuning in for all of those that are tuning in if you're going to watch the replay if you're going to be tuning in make sure you um comment replay down below any questions that we have we'll be sure to comment back and get on with you guys um just get back with you guys if you want to get in contact with me you have a topic you want to um discuss you want to um potentially be a guest i am on instagram at dear single mom podcast it's all lowercase all together and on Facebook at Dear Single Mom um, Podcast. Reese, how can they get in contact with you if someone who maybe your story touched them and they just want some wisdom and speak with you personally? How can they get in contact with you?
2: I am on um, Facebook at Reese Johnson, and I don't even know what my Instagram is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go look quick. About I don't know. <laughs> look real quick, my Instagram is C Re. U underscore C reef And also, like I say, Facebook
0: Reese Johnson, and I'm always open to talk. Amen. That's good. What about you, Misha? How can I get in contact with you if your story?
1: Yes, ma'am. I am on Facebook, uh, Misha Davis, and I am on Instagram at I Am Misha D. Um, And the rest of my stuff, child, is dry. So I (laughs) (laughs) just. (laughs) <laughs> Facebook and Instagram so there you go
0: <laughs> okay thank you ladies so much for tuning in I pray <laughs> that bless you guys thank you guys I pray a blessing over you and over your children in Jesus name they shall not lack you shall not lack in Jesus name Amen,
2: Amen.